0: Welcome to another episode of the Puck Talk Live podcast. My name is Logan Rosengard. On the call with me, we got Rafi Serafian and we got Noah Foster. We're about two weeks out from the World Juniors. We got a couple rosters that have been released. It's a bit of a dormant period in the NHL. Some people are calling it the second pause. I don't necessarily like that because that kind of just reminds me of back in March to May, June, where we didn't have any kind of sports ever, but... Rafi Noah, how you guys doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well uh currently we've got you know currently we're finals are coming up um so it's gonna be a little um tough keeping up with the finals and then you know also focusing on hockey and everything that's going on, but it's not like we haven't done this before, so we will get through it and um keeping our eyes peeled for world junior news and world junior rosters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Looking forward to that. Uh, I believe um, Rossi just got, uh, just tweeted out that he was um, going to play in world juniors, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so good to see him there. Good to see him. more roster announcements.
0: Rafi, how are you doing tonight?
2: You know, we're doing, we're doing all right. I i have been keeping myself occupied again as, I don't recall if it was you or Noah mentioned. We've been lacking a bit in hockey news so much that when I hear a pending fight announcement, I get excited, which I don't really care too much about boxing, but we'll get into it later. That might be a little change there, but I'm just waiting because Mike Hoffman, Sammy Votnin, Anthony Duclair.
0: Still a lot of free agents that haven't signed. It's it's not, I mean, it would be weird in a normal year. If those big names because think about it, in a normal year there would be that I think five ish day period before the uh free agency deadline where teams can have interviews. I'm I'm pretty sure I don't quote me on that. I don't know.
2: Before you do mean free agency opens?
0: Yeah, before free agency yeah, opens yeah, before yeah, July first, there's like it's that five, week period, yes. right?
2: Five or seven days before the actual day of free agency where players are flying out to meet with other teams and, and obviously that couldn't, that didn't happen this year
0: but exactly and in a normal year it'd be weird to see those, especially the big you know of course there there's guys that don't sign well into the summer you know you have rfas that don't always sign until if you're willie nylander or uh <laughs> mitch marner you don't sign for a while and that's okay like that we well we also Florida. see like
2: the small deals too, like right before the season, like Kevin Chattuck, yeah. Kirk, last year. We see like those guys who are the one year last like give give it your best. Well, shot. But that's more common. Yourself, you it know.
0: it would be yeah. weird in a normal year had we had the free agent names that we have this off season, like Sammy Vaught and uh Yeah, and you know, like comparison like, like if they were
2: if they were all sitting here It'd be in weird October if they weren't two gone weeks before by the July season. 3rd.
0: It would be really weird if they weren't gone by July 3rd, maybe July 4th at the latest. But that is beside the point. We have a few things to get to today on the docket. Foster, why don't you run us down before we start our discussion?
1: Yep. uh, It's been pretty dry um, in terms of news this week. But, you know, there's been some couple things. Uh, Real quick, uh, the QMGHL is pausing all games through January 3rd due to worsening COVID situation. Um, This is not unlike what we've seen before in leagues. So hopefully they get their stuff figured out and get back on the ice as soon as possible. Um, Canadian division next year seems extremely likely with right now, Canada, the Canada U S border is still closed for all non-essential travel um, getting, even though it's, you know, like private get quarantining and crossing the border and all that just seems like a big pain in the butt. So nothing has been announced yet, but it seems pretty likely for next year. i kind of the big news. Um, This week was Evander Kane and Logan Paul uh, Twitter fight and their potential boxing match after the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson Robinson. boxing fight that happened, which, by
0: the way, Nate Robinson I wouldn't call it a boxing fight, first off. I'd call that more of a... uh, That was a glorified sparring match where Jake Paul happened to have knocked him out. That's fair.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think he just got a lucky... He had a lucky right hook that just... I mean, you also got to remember,
0: Jake Paul is a monster of a man compared to Nate Robinson, who's five foot whatever. Yeah, like he's it, a ball. He's a bucket. It, it wasn't fair to begin with. However, fun to watch. The into, did either you guys catch any of the main event, the Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones?
1: I watched a little bit of it.
0: Not it was, too much. I I only really wanted to watch it for the fact that I get to watch Mike Tyson fight in my lifetime. That's true. understandable because i think the last time he fought i was too young to remember and i probably didn't watch it because i was like a child why the heck would i watch boxing or i mean
2: like if you watched it it wasn't like that's like me saying that i remember watching iconic moment in 2004 right like watching watching like the hurricanes beat the oilers on my third birthday obviously that's something that i see i'm like oh okay but even my i was watching with my dad when i was three it's not like i remember it so like i May I have been watching it? Yeah, but does it? Do I have that memory? No, no. So it's like just like a more tangible memory to carry on. Yeah, I yeah, I understand
0: that. It was by no means are they at where they were in the peaks of their fighting careers. Like Mike Tyson's fifty-four, Roy Jones is like fifty fifty-one. Yeah, they're old. They are old, old guys. But it was very fun to watch. I'll I'll give it that. It was good. It was enter- it was entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah, it was. Can't
2: wait to see Yager play another game of hockey. Hopefully, he comes back.
0: Oh, wait. He's He's still playing. He's still playing. No, I'm just saying. Tearing it up over at Claude now. For his team that he
2: owns. Amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. Back to the prospect of Logan Paul and Evander Kane fighting. This begs an interesting question. What NHL players, not would be good boxers, like what NHL players. Would you want to see go into the ring? Let's just use the Pauls an example because they're kind of at the top of this uh, feud, I guess, between athletes. So, mm-hmm. what NHL players would you want to see go into the boxing ring against Jake and Logan Paul? Besides Evander Kane, I think that that seems to be it. That, there's a lot of hype around that. Evander Kane himself has talked a lot about it in a few interviews recently. Logan Paul talked about on his podcast. That's kind of a feud of its own. I think it's kind of confirmed that there's going to be a fight in the future. Don't know when, don't know how, because Evander Kane's an athlete and he kind of has like a strict schedule. But see, besides Evander Kane, what NHLers would you want to see?
2: I think it would be great for the NHL. And just from more of a social and get more views kind of aspect where we have a guy who has been showing his face. I swear I see him on nhl's instagram doing a video like every other week or something tk suban i don't know how much of a fighter he is and i give him a lot of stuff in the past for his drop in play and conspiracy theories but we won't talk about that that was a while back of course don't worry about it but (laughs) just for that aspect like the social aspect and just for the fact that he's one of the more well-known nhl players to non-nhl fans or non-hockey fans I think that definitely helped boost the NHL's overall attention to a lot of people or kind of get it out to more people. Right? I love Evander Kane, and every NHL fan knows who Evander Kane is, or anyone who watches hockey knows who he is, but a lot of people outside of the hockey community or bubble, per se, don't really. It, it doesn't ring a bell as P.K. Subban might. Sure.
1: I know, Robin had, yeah. I know Robin Lanner had tweeted at Logan Paul saying, I would mess you up with some... Stronger language, um I don't know, I feel like Laner is Laner would be a good option he's he's a he's a large human I
0: want um, to see the pan to get at it. I want to see the panda to get at it in the yeah. ring. yeah i think I think he I've mentioned this he's a strong dude he's i yes he the three of us uh last October or last early November, oh. uh whenever we went to the game, the Winnipeg Jets game, I think it was end of October last year was, yes, yeah
2: end of October
0: game robin laner was in net he is a big dude i he's didn't six realize four... how big of a he... dude he was until i saw him up close during warm-ups and during the game in between the pipes he is a scary looking guy i wouldn't want to get in the ring with him let alone be on the ice with him if he were a player
1: he's 6'4 240 at 29 years old like this guy is not a small human by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he also does not seem to particularly enjoy Logan Paul. I don't know, know many people who do, but that would make for a good fight. I would love to see Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves or someone like that. Even Zidane Char might be a bit old, but Did you,
2: I was gonna bring that up. Could you imagine Zidane Chara standing next Chara? to him? Forty-year-old Chara, or like if Chara knocks him out and then you just see Chara standing over him, like that would be
0: how tall is Zidane Chara? He's like six. Uh, it's like six, six seven.
2: He's six eight, I think, and he's then the he's the basically
0: tallest. he's seven he's, foot on. He's, he's six nine. He's 6'9". That is yep. holy cow. Yeah, I he's I don't like, think Joe Paul be... or Logan Paul would want to fight him. He's a that scary would... check, but the right hook. Like, just imagine
2: posture. him, like one of them lying on the ground, Zidane so Chara standing on top of them. That would like be something. The, uh, Mah-
0: uh, who was it? Uh, Ali, right? The the famous yes. photo of him st- yeah. staring down at his opponent after knocking him out. But even yep.
2: like that would be such a renaissance moment. I'd get into painting just to figure out how to paint that because that would just be <laughs> such a beautiful
0: portrait painting. Rafi is an artist. I like I like the sound of that. Now we got to get this fight set up so that we could see Rafi just spend hours and months and years of his time over one single brushstroke of this engineering,
2: huge canvas. Engineering art, engineering art, art. No, yeah, hey,
0: art pays. Have you seen it? art pays? Art pays when you're dead though after you die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your family will get it. That's like a, it's pretty noble if you ask me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'd rather set them up financially while I'm alive than after, but
0: I'll give <laughs> you that. I'll give you that one. Uh, I, it's a rivalry in and of itself. Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson against each other in the ring. I think that would be fun. I think that would just be like a hockey fans. Like,
2: I mean, the 2018 Stanley cup finals.
0: Yeah, like, that yeah. that would be a hockey fan's, like, best-case scenario, two storied current goons in the ring, just going at it, beating each other mercilessly, forget hockey. Because Tom Wilson could outskate Ryan Reeves, but I think that would just be a fun fight to watch, as would Zach Cassian and uh, Matthew Kachuk.
2: Again, we we're any we saw it a, a few times, and we're going to keep seeing those. And you know, it's even crazier than just a regular boxing match or a fighting match.
0: Put them on skate.
2: You put them on um, skates, and then it just gets a whole lot more fun. You put some gear on.
0: two synonymous things.
2: Yes, yes, indeed.
0: Noah, what else we got? I feel like we're we're missing a big thing, and by missing just, a big thing, I mean. Why hasn't the NHL and the NHLPA talked to each other? Or rather, I should rephrase that. Why hasn't the NHL talked to the NHLPA?
1: That's more like it.
0: I should also rephrase this because they have been talking. Why are the owners being stubborn with the players when they agreed over the summer that the pay rates and the issue of money and how the owners would be paid for escrow? the timeline for that they agreed upon it over the summer and now they're complaining because apparently the players so it bugs me it it really does bug me because the owners are pitching a fit currently that the players are trying to renegotiate they're trying to you know get better offers for them, rightfully so, I, I, I think, rightfully so, if they were to be negotiating, which I don't think that's the case. We've seen interview after interview of insiders and analysis guys on TV talking about the talks going on between the owners, the league, and the players' association. And it keeps, the, the one thing holding them back from agreeing on a start date is how fast players are going to pay back what they owe the owners. Or what they owe their teams. Which apparently is at a slower rate than what the owners want, but they agreed to it. And it... it someone someone make this make sense to me. Make yeah, it make it, sense.
2: It doesn't make any sense, really. Because it's a shame. Because we saw what happened when they both came together in April during the dark times, per se. And... They really made things work, figured everything out, negotiated the new deal, and then they also just came up with the whole bubble idea, all the tournament games. To They made so much
0: progress.
2: It was was really amazing, And and it just was such a good look because we saw what was happening with the MLB at that time as well, where you had the commissioner and the owners against the players, and that was a huge, big Thing as well, bad luck for them, MLB. And although the NHL isn't high enough or have enough people followers, I guess per se in the USA for ESPN to be freaking out about it constantly, it's it's disappointing because we saw how, what happens when they work together, and it was an amazing thing that we saw.
0: I, here's we're, what I, I don't understand: understand. They're losing um, progress. I don't get it. Like, no, you you go Noah, because I, I think yeah. we're we're all on the same page with this. What I don't understand is, you know, the owners are saying to
1: the players, "We want more money that you owe us," um, and the players are saying, "You know, well, we're giving it to at this rate, the rate they ag- that we agreed on." The owners are saying, "No, we want it faster," and the players are like, "Well, we just agreed upon it, like you know, four months ago, more uh, longer than that, like seven months ago at this point." What I don't understand is why the owners just don't shut up, lose you know a couple million dollars from their players, and then start the season as ASAP. Right. You start the season January 1st and make money from, you know, people watching here's, games. And here's the like thing. With that, revenue. Though. I think
0: I think all of us agree with that. But in the owner's defense and I hate going to the owner's defense, because <laughs> yeah. make more money than I ever will. But in the owner's defense, there are a lot there are more than a handful of teams, way more than a handful of teams in the league that cannot afford to lose more than a million. There are. I keep going back to this example because there used to be a time where the Pittsburgh Penguins, in order to go in the green for revenues on the year, they had to make the second round of the playoffs. There are a lot of teams that are losing money and have been losing money for a while. Florida, Arizona, Ottawa has been been up and down fluctuating. Carolina's barely over. There are teams that Blue can't jackets too. That. like that. They're, they're yeah. at risk of folding. They're not going to fold because the NHL and North American sports is a billion-dollar industry, and God forbid someone loses money, there is going to be someone or someones to fill the pockets of the owners to keep the team afloat. It, yeah. But it it's still... It, it It is more of a team existence issue as to why I think the owners might be pitching that kind of fit. But you're right. You're 100% yeah. right, Noah.
1: Why don't you just, you know... I guess, you know, of course these teams that are close to uh close to under or already, you know, in the red that you can't just like, you know, suck it up and play play some and just play the and play games and hopefully you make it back your lost revenue. But as we've seen uh, just recently today, I think the news broke that some teams were considering playing outdoors and having some having limited capacity fans.
0: Like, LA Anaheim Nashville and, and Boston were
2: the big Nashville four. Nashville in
0: Boston, thank you.
2: But there's there's also been rumors that over half the league and a bunch of other teams have been really or rather over half the league but like probably like half or more regardless a solid amount of teams are looking into doing that and you have concerns then though of you have to keep the ice if you're going outside and you're in Vegas or you're in LA Anaheim Dallas you gotta keep it's the possible
0: ice. they had they had a stadium series game I think it was yeah, Anaheim in, in Dallas and in 2015 San Jose yes in, in
2: 2015
0: they had that uh, in Anaheim, which is significantly yes. warmer climate, I think, than Dallas uh, was at that time, at least. You're the- correct, Arch- but well, it also good.
2: it depends on the it depends on keeping that consistent. Though it can't just be it's, it's not just one game. Exactly, it's it costs a lot of money, and a team like Anaheim or a team like San Jose, San Jose, at the moment, isn't allowed to be playing in their own stadium because of the Santa Clara shutdown kind of that they're doing, where even where the Niners are now playing, the San Francisco 49ers are now playing the Arizona Cardinals Stadium because of that shutdown. And then there's teams up north. You have the Canadian teams. You have obviously Chicago. We know Chicago up until March is just even into April is awful just for everything. So there's also (laughs) weather up north as well. That's a problem. So I'm all for it. I I would love to see that idea and love to see it come to fruition, but there's a lot that needs to be done before then. And there's also the question, too, of the fact that, luckily and hopefully knock on wood, the vaccine is officially released to the public or to those who are more classified as at risk. So that's taken care of. And there's talks that's going to come out earlier in 2021. So then there's this whole thing of how many fans can we start with? So there's there's just a lot going on too. So I can kind of understand if they were just waiting a bit for more clarity. But I don't think that's what it's about though too. And my final thing, and then I'll let you guys speak a bit on my comments, is the fact that the this whole situation they're trying to get a season started so that Seattle is good to go yeah. because we know they still have an expansion draft. We don't. We've heard already that. NBC has the Olympics still, and they don't want the NHL to be overlapping or going into the Olympics. The Olympics start, I believe, mid-July, July July 15th-ish. Well,
1: it's not that that NBC doesn't want that, because NBC doesn't care, because
0: five times times as many people are going to watch the Olympics. NBC definitely cares. NBC definitely cares. Oh, because they're going to air, like, some of the games. Here's the thing. The contract that the NHL and NBC has in America is up this summer. Think about it. If NBC doesn't prioritize to some extent, I understand the Olympics are like the biggest deal of big deals in terms of sports every four years, and NBC has that like permanent contract with them. I get that. And I'm not taking away from the fact that the Olympics is a really cool event that everyone should be able to watch. If NBC wants to keep their contract status for the future or maybe re-up their contract once it's up and renegotiate, They have to pay a little loyalty to 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 the NHL.
2: Yes, but there's also the it's the Olympics, though, and it's just it's just harder to.
0: It's really more people, more more people in America. I think that's why Gary Bettman is so dead set on promoting this this crazy nuts. It's possible ish this January first start date because I think he has a plan. Him and the league have a plan that everything's going to be done before the Olympics and NBC's not going to have to worry about an overlap and they're not going to have to worry about any weird contract disputes because they know that it's going to be messy.
2: Well, we saw what happened with the 50 game season, I believe, or just under back in 2013. What? How many games?
0: It was 48. Yeah.
2: 48. Yeah. So we saw that they started, I think it was February. I want to say, or, and that took them right until mid June. Black was on the cop. All, they, all ended they, yeah, ended they ended on time. They ended on time. And I think that should just attest to the fact that we should all we should be willing to go mid-January start of February rather than start of January with all cuz all this is going on right now where we there's some fogginess of what's going to happen. It's December 3rd. You have less than a month to organize all of this. I as much as I want to be an optimist and hope that they can get it done, and I know they'll get it done eventually and within good time. I don't think they'll be able to get There's it done.
0: There's a lot going there. on. There's a lot. How long to, did it take? So take from, from
1: you know, we'll call that middle of March. Or no, middle or like April-ish when, you know, sports were canceled. We'll call it, you know, April 1st to make it easy. Mm-hmm. When sports were canceled, everything was canceled. How long did it take the NHL to get a plan ready to go for, um, for the playoffs? It took a couple I months, right? I
0: believe it was May
2: I think they got it like they got the word out late end of April, though, about we like it started coming more
0: prevalent and more likely throughout. I'm talking like
1: I'm talking like of like their full plan, you know, but but I guess
0: the day was May 26th. I remember it vividly. We were waiting to record and post an episode breaking it down that very day. It was May 26th is when Gary Bettman came on TV. And had that huge plan, gave the whole lot, the draft lottery and the playoff mm-hmm. format, everything. So it took them about two months. Two and a half ish. months, let's call
1: it. Somewhere around that.
0: Ha- and then they only agreed, they really only agreed, like, signed the CBA extension in July. Yeah. So, so let's call it conservatively three months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: it took them three months to figure out the playoffs. And the playoffs are way 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 less of a challenge than the regular season because playoffs you have about half the number of, well a little bit more than half this time but about half the number of teams um you only had two cities to deal with and teams go home right and you have less mm-hmm. and less teams as it progresses and the regular season you know you have 31
0: teams, teams to worry about
1: mm-hmm. and, and 31 cities and- to worry
2: about and the overlying thing as well is for Tampa Bay and Dallas per se, because those are the two teams that made it to the finals. They were away from from their families. I want to say for mm-hmm. like two months. They aren't going to bubble
0: up. I don't think. Yes, yeah.
2: I know. I know that. I'm just pointing that out as like a main difference too, in the in that sense that where we're kind of heading in
1: that direction. And it's also I wouldn't even say like um, it's also the option or the um, concern of the playoff teams and like training camp because these guys have been last game was like mid October. Um, it's been a month and a half for like most of the teams or for some of the teams. Like you can't have, it's like two and a half months basically um, uh-huh. for, uh, for these guys to rest and recover before the starting season. You, you
2: have that, but you also keep you in mind to, too that there are training seven camp teams. There are mm-hmm. also seven teams that haven't played since March 12th. Oh, March that's 11th. true. And those, those players, although they have been working out and playing, not playing for a while can hurt you when you try to come back. You get more especially at, a, more,
0: at that high of a level of compete. Yeah.
2: Much more likely to get injured. All that stuff as well. We see not really in hockey much, but we see it in football though. When the player tries Josh Gordon, for example, when he's not getting suspended, finally makes his <laughs> comeback. And then he's like in and out injuries, all that stuff. And we saw it with Gronk this year per se, just to get a, a little bit of a comparable, the wear and tear on these players' bodies is going to carry out too. So you ha- it's hard because you have to worry about two things at once and you don't want to make sure the timing's right. But then again, you just can't keep delaying this too.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, um, unless the NHL and the NHLPA have done a lot of work behind the scenes, which doesn't seem like they've done hardly any, uh, we're probably not seeing a January 1st start date, which is pretty unfortunate.
0: It's but very I, optimistic. Yeah. I, I think we've kind of come to the mutual conclusion it's a little nuts. It's a little out there. And by a little I mean a lot out there considering everything that has to happen. There needs yeah. to be proper communication with the players in the league. There needs to be a, a you know multifaceted plan in place to keep the players as safe as they were in the bubble when they're not bubbling up. And you you have to be prepared for games to be postponed, players to be infected with COVID. So on and so on, because that's just the world we live in currently. It there's so much to take into account. I I don't think a January first date first start date is realistic because of that.
2: And I think that's also just gonna pay into the whole free agency situation where we're in, where there's still a lot of players. And there until there's an actual date that we know, I don't think any of them are going to be making a decision anytime soon, and we're not going to There were see. reports
0: that Sammy Vaught and, and Anthony Duclair and all those guys that have... Hold, pardon me, that have held out are going to be holding out until closer to training camps, and we don't know when training camps are even starting. I don't even think players know when training camps are starting. There have been skates. There have been skates. You know, guys have been working out. Guys have been practicing with... You, you saw pictures of uh, some of the Vancouver Canucks playing outdoors together. There have been... You know, guys getting together, but there are still plenty of guys that are in Europe. There are still plenty of guys that are taking rest. It's there just needs to be
2: yeah. That's in an, that's conflict. another thing. Yeah. That's another point too with the travel because you have guys who might need to that might still need to quarantine for two weeks and all this stuff and all that stuff with all the travel. So it, it's it's just too much as as we've kind of beat constantly. For the last ten minutes. It's, it's, it's gonna
0: be challenging. It's gonna be challenging. But,
2: but at least it's gonna happen though. It's gonna happen yep. sometime. Likely I think February start of February is the likely end all be all start date and we'll move on from there. But until then a lot of a, a lot of work to speak. be
0: done.
2: I, yep. I agree. But I, I do think that we will one hundred percent see a 2020 or technically we have yeah, to I'll, I'll say the 2020-2021 season. Yeah, I think both the players and owners realize that and they'll figure out something. For Seattle's I, sake,
0: yeah. they have to.
1: And for the league's sake so they don't lose a ton of money. Real quick before we end the show, this was just released. The New York Rangers are not allowing Alexi Lafreniere to participate in the World Juniors for to represent Canada. That sucks a lot. Um, I mean, I understand it. You know, it's just one more complicated thing, and the Rangers don't want to, um, Rangers don't want to risk their star player getting injured, getting COVID, whatever number of reasons they have. But it's, um, he's definitely gonna be missed for World Canada or for um,
0: Canada, Canada. Well,
1: but, at the well, World let's,
2: Juniors. Let's let's just be honest, though. We we've seen the Can- Canada's roster. We've seen the I USA's think roster. Okay. <laughs> I think let's, I think they're hey. okay too. Lafreniere yeah. is going to, like, obviously that's a key contributor, but I think Team Canada will be all right, and they'll be able to uh, beat everyone, like, handily. Those teams, that team's ridiculous. At least Kirby Doc's still going to be a good to go. So,
0: And we'll talk more about the World Junior Championships as the next episode next week. Uh, comes around but that about wraps it up for this episode of the puck talk live podcast thank you guys so much for listening bit of a shorter show that's what we're going to try and get into the trend of doing as the episodes progress we're we're rounding the corner to 50 episodes of puck talk live started in march because of the pandemic because we had to go away from our live format that we did at wgbk 88.5 fm and i think we've been going pretty strong with it we're only going up from here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us at Puck Talk Live Podcast on Instagram. Click the link in our bio. Find all of our show outlets and our socials. Once again, Logan Rosinger with the Puck Talk Live Podcast. We appreciate everything you guys do. And we will see you guys on the next episode.